Welcome to The Compliance Files, brought to you by Compliance Institute. The Compliance Files is a unique podcast series, giving you access to industry insights and key perspectives on how the evolving regulatory landscape is driving change, bringing challenge and opportunity for compliance professionals everywhere. Jacobs, former president of the Compliance Institute and a compliance professional for over 20 years. And it is a great pleasure for me to host this podcast. Compliance Institute was established in 2002 to provide opportunities for compliance professionals to develop their network, qualifications and professional skills, creating a forum for compliance professionals to get together and discuss their concerns and exchange views and ideas developing in an ever-changing regulatory environment. The Compliance Institute's focus is on bringing the compliance community together and facilitating effective networking, which helps our members build a contact base that can support them in their role and career. Being a member of the Compliance Institute also means that you are part of a diverse global network of compliance professionals. Compliance Institute is connected with international associations, providing members with the opportunity to connect with professionals from all around the world. So with networking so core to Compliance Institute's mission and even part of our origin story, we decided to tackle this important activity. So I'm delighted to welcome as my guest today, Fiona Flynn. Fiona is a founder of Montauk Consulting and PWN Dublin president. Fiona has significant experience as a leader in building and developing commercial teams to deliver results and growth in market share in a highly competitive, fast-paced environment. As a director in Montauk Consulting and Associate Coach and Training Partner with IBEC, CAI, Talking Talent, Ruffy Park Institute, her experience and understanding of overcoming critical business challenges ensures that client solutions are truly collaborative, solutions that are developed in partnership and match people development needs. As a facilitator, Fiona's coaching style is an ability to connect with people at a human emotional level enabling them to develop their awareness and understanding of their behaviours together with the emotions and beliefs that drive them. As we've started to return to in-person events, Fiona, I would like to discuss further with you the importance of networking and using those opportunities for networking. So thank you for joining me today, Fiona. If we could begin at the beginning with, um, if you could explain to um, our members, what really is networking? Thank you, Cathy. Yeah. And thank you for your introduction. And it's interesting as you're describing the Institute, you know, because everything the Compliance Institute stands for um, is, is absolutely linked to networking. So networking is about at a really high level about interacting and engaging with people for mutual benefit. And I think the key element there is that mutual benefit. Um, so if you're facing challenges in your in your role, in your business, it's your network that can really help you to provide you with advice and, and support uh, to move forward. Thanks, Fiona. If you could explain um, for our listeners, why is networking important to your career development and even success and why it should be prioritized? Yeah, it's actually a critical aspect. And it's interesting, Cathy, because when I do modules on networking or when we talk about networking, you actually see people visibly um, shudder nearly. <laughs> There's a huge fear around networking or you hear, oh, I don't have time for that. Or that's the last thing I want to do. But it's quite interesting. There's been quite a body of research done. And in fact, in Talking Talent, um, we did some research with, with successful leaders 
some successful female leaders. And when you looked at all of the skills that they felt were needed to support them in growing and developing their career, the networking and in particular strategic networking was a key part of that. Because really it's all about the sharing of information or services between people. And it's a way for individuals to grow their relationships for their role. And as a result, the connections or the network can be built and useful for individuals very much in their professional and personal lives. So it's, I, I think it's the supporters in the mindset that it is a it's a key skill. It's a key step or it's, a, it's something in your kit bag as you develop that if you nurture and develop that, um, it will enable you to reach those goals and development areas that you want to work on. Yes, Fiona. And just taking what you said there about people maybe having a fear of networking, is networking a talent or a skill are good networkers born or can you learn to be an effective networker, even if it is outside your natural comfort zone? Absolutely. And I would always feel, and in my experience, I've seen there's probably an element of both. So some people with their personality if they are naturally extroverted, they they naturally love being out there. So walking into a room full of strangers is really within their comfort zone. That that's quite easy for them. Others, if they're quite introverted, um, you know, a lot of reflection and have an absolute fear. And there is a human reaction. There is a chemical reaction in our brain. Um, you know, walking into a room where we don't know anyone. So that's where the skill and development piece can come in because there's some little practical things that you can do um to support support you in overcoming and and you know someone once described it to me with anything that stretches us outside of our comfort zone to get comfortable with that uncomfortable feeling so that kind of butterflies of the stomach or in your head that's the last thing I want to do when you feel that you're actually about to learn something new you're about to stretch yourself and actually it's to welcome that and say okay I have this feeling now I know I don't like it, but I know if I persevere and I work on it, I will feel I've achieved something when I step through that that barrier as such. Okay, Fiona, I think most of us will recognize that um, uh, emotion or, or or that scenario of walking into a room and and just ha- feeling that fear. Um, so it's good to know that that, that there's ways of overcoming that. Um, so um, how can you become an effective networker? Um, are there any golden rules and could you share some of them with our listeners? Yeah, I think the first thing is the why. So why, you know, why are you networking? Um, so there's a fabulous lady. She was actually over in the IMI there um, at their annual conference, Hermina Ibarra. And she has wrote um, a fabulous article, How Leaders Create and Use Networks. And she talks about the requirement to have three pillars, if you will. So our personal network, um, our operational network and our strategic network. So our personal network are kind of kindred spirits. Those people, no matter what goes on, when we have that awful day that we can lift the phone and vent, um, they're just there for us. They can be inside or outside our organization, but they're that, those go-to people that we all need, really important for our resilience, for our well-being, you know, that ability to connect with someone else and just pick us up. And the second pillar is the operational. So people you need um, to help you achieve your operational tasks. So whatever's happening in work, whatever project you're leading. And and again, within the Compliance Institute, there's a lot of regulations. So if you're stuck on an operational issue, that person, you can lift the phone, bounce ideas off and, um, and, and share some knowledge. And then the third pillar 
is our strategic network. So people outside your control who will enable you to reach some key organization and career objectives. So they might be a sponsor that they might be someone that if you are on a promotion path and you want to develop in your career, someone more senior that if you develop and, you know, and nurture a relationship with, they can support you and give you advice. They can become a mentor. They can become a sponsor. So in terms of, back, you know, the why. So when we would always say, look at your network and, and fill in people in all of those three pillars and understand where the gaps might be. So typically when I would do this exercise, people have a lot of really good personal uh, contacts, personal networks. They may have some very strong operational. There tends to be a little bit of a gap in the strategic area. So depending on your current contacts and where you are and knowing where that gap is and knowing how can networking help me fill that gap. So understanding that why is really important because then that will help you decide well, which the network's most relevant to me. So what do I want from this network? Is it learning? Um, is it helping me to increase my CPD? Is it to meet other people in a similar industry? Um, so if there's a new trend or a new piece of legislation that we can discuss and debate. So really understanding what is your individual why? Finding the networks that are most suitable for that. And in terms of a couple of practical tips for, for that walking into a room, um, if you're really, really uncomfortable, I would absolutely recommend that you don't go on your own. So if there's someone else in your team, in your organization, you have a colleague, meet them beforehand and go in together. So don't go on your own. Now, what I would also say is don't just stick to that one person all evening or all morning you know, go with the effort and with the mindset of I'm going to learn something today and um, I'm going to meet some really interesting people. And um, it's also about quality, not quantity. So sometimes there were these networking uh, forums that were like speed dating or speed networking. And it was rushing around the room and passing out uh, business cards. You know, they do serve a purpose. But if they're not for you, I would definitely focus on, well, less is more. You know, if I meet and interact with one or two really interesting people, um, that is time well spent. I would also liken it to maybe going to a family event. You know, you're meeting another human being. Um, so that that typical breaking the ice, building rapport, you know, how did you get there? Speaking about maybe the speaker and the weather, sport, you know, you know, as you meet another human being for the first time, just focus on you're meeting a human being, another person just like ourselves. And just that normal bit of chit chat and banter and let it evolve. Don't make it forced. Um, the other key thing is uh, be curious. So as you're speaking with that person, maybe get an understanding of why they're there, what role they're in. Um, so be curious um, and listen, you know, as they're speaking, listen and really understand where they're coming from and, and, and you know, building building that natural rapport with that person. So there are probably some of the key things I would also say after meeting that person or after meeting some interesting people at the event, connect with them on LinkedIn afterwards. You know, just do that subtle. Hi, lovely to meet you at the recent event. What you're doing is you're starting a process. The other thing about networking, Cassie, it is a process. It's something that we work at. We nurture. It's a bit like a farmer or a gardener you know, sowing some seeds, but they need to be watered, they need to have sunshine. Um, so that's the same as networking. It's about nurturing your network over time. Thanks, Fiona. Those are some really good um, steers there for our listeners. So Fiona, after some really good tips there, are there any definite don'ts to avoid in your, your networking activities? Um, I think there's a key thing about 
being authentic. So a big don't is when you're chatting to someone, be aware it's not all about you um, so that you have that natural curiosity. You're in your mindset is this is, you know, I win, you win. How can I understand? How can I potentially help that other person? Um, so, you know, I've seen some people and it's a lovely conversation, but it's absolutely all about them and or or it comes across very cheesy and very full. So be your natural self. It's all about authenticity. Uh, and the other thing is, if you do commit to do something, so either maybe connect that person with somebody else or send through information, always follow through. So, you know, a big don't is if you promise to send something and then you forget all about it, that that, that just leaves a, a sour taste as such. Um, thanks, Fiona. And as you said earlier, networking isn't at the top of everyone's to-do list and it can be time consuming. So it, it is an investment. And, and as you said, quality, um, not quantity. It can be awkward on occasions. And if you're an introvert, it can be draining, especially if you, you know, if, you, if you're not a natural. So our um, our listeners are very busy professionals with many stakeholders um, and lots of demands on their time. Um, and the calendar is already overcrowded with work commitments, family commitments. Um, and maybe the last thing you want to do is make small talk with strangers. And, you know, that'd be how it's characterized negatively. What advice would you give uh, to members who dread or don't see the point of networking? Yeah, I think it's being aware of your mindset and uh, being aware and, and shifting that thinking from this is something I have to do to actually this is something that's going to really help me. And I might like it. Like, you know, you like in PWN, one of the pieces of feedback we always get is it feels like a community. It feels like like my um, individuals it feels like meeting a group of friends so you know holding that thought we just don't know who we might meet that could be a you know another very kindred spirit very like ourselves who is also potentially introverted so being aware in your mindset what's holding you back and, and back to that why piece you know if this is a it's definitely a key skill to help you move forward so if you have very ambitious plans or you're on a career development pathway or, you know, you're leading a new project and it feels a little bit overwhelming. Those people, you know, each of us as humans can help each other. So we do need to connect as humans. The other thing I would say, Kathy, is it doesn't necessarily mean going into a big room. So networking could be reaching out to one other individual um, or asking someone to introduce you to an individual who maybe has a, a piece of expertise or who has mastered something that you're struggling with, or it's just a really interesting role model that you'd like to spend some time with. So it could be as simple as reaching out and having some lunch or meeting for a coffee, you know, so it, it's taking it, doing it in baby steps. Um, but there's definitely a big piece about reframing your thinking of how can, how can my time be well spent? See it as an investment. If I invest my time in going to this event or meeting this other person, what can I get from it? What, how is it going to help me? And going on to networks as opposed to, to networking, how do you go about building and growing a strong personal network? And again, yeah, that takes time. Um, and it, it's about nurturing. So, so obviously COVID was a real struggle on this one because we went from maybe naturally meeting people we were all in a certain rhythm of going to certain networks or going to certain meetings and, and that was all taken away um, so definitely it's having the mindset um, of nurturing it, putting in the effort. So, you know, particularly this time of year, you know, January, February, March, that first quarter. So as you look at your individual goals and the goals you want to achieve for the year ahead, um, you know, just taking some time out maybe on a Friday afternoon or over the weekend or whenever you can put that hour in your diary and, you know, making out that list 
understanding the goals and, and who are those people that can help you achieve those goals? Looking, as I said, maybe at the personal, the operational, the strategic and within the strategic, are there some people that have been in the back of your mind or someone has recommended you meet making out the list and, and reaching out? You know, even if that's half an hour once a week, reach out and say, listen, um, you know, I would love your advice or I would value your opinion. And I have yet to find someone that when we approach it in that way um, will say no. Do you know what I mean? When when we reach out, look for help or ask someone's advice on something um, typically. So, you know, putting that effort in, have it as a as a task like you would a meeting or um, anything else you might have in your diary. And, and I would also say less is more. So rather than get panicked about it, get into a habit of maybe like, half an hour or an hour once a week of either updating your list or reaching out or arranging that cup of coffee. And, you know, that will build up over time and and always keeping in touch. That's why I find LinkedIn is incredible for, you know, keeping in touch. Even simple things I see as someone you might know um, gets a promotion or something nice is put up in LinkedIn. Networking is even as simple as just putting that comment up of saying, well done, you know, congratulations. What you're doing is you're bringing you back to the front of their mind. And that might trigger uh, something for you. Uh, and even just keeping updated, having a, you know, a quick look once a week at your LinkedIn as to what's happening. Because it's a lovely way to keep connected with your network and seeing what your network is doing. Thanks, Fiona. And once you've got that network, Work, especially, you know, if you're in a leadership position, how do leaders utilize their networks? Yeah, no, very, very much so. And and leaders definitely, they move probably more from task orientated, you know, to the people oriented. So they they're more in that strategic role and um and leaders it can be quite lonely. So actually, as you the higher up you go in an organization, um, it actually becomes quite lonely. So you you actually need your network a little bit more, but you're expected to have all the answers. Um, for everything in the organization, you're expected to be absolutely perfect. So a lot of leaders would have um would have those professional connections either in their professional bodies. So, so like yourselves in the compliance institute or chartered accountants or law, whatever their specific person, a professional network is. So they would keep in touch that way. Um, and also they would they would go to networking events with other leaders. Um, and every leader will tell you they don't have all the answers. But what they've done is over the years, they've nurtured their network. So when they hit a roadblock or they're involved in something that they're not sure about, they know who they can reach out to and um, and, and ask for that support or bounce ideas off. And the key thing there is they make it mutually beneficial. So it's not all about taking. It's about as a leader, how can you give to somebody else? Or if you notice somebody else is struggling, reaching out to them. But they would definitely have that networking and keeping in touch with their network has been a big part. Also, you can connect what's happening in your, your, your personal life. You know, if you're a big fan of rugby or hockey or GA, what you do in that downtime, that is your network. And sometimes you could be chatting to someone at the side of a, a, you know, a pitch during a game and you suddenly realize, you you know, you have a personal passion or there may be linkage with with children and schools. So you can bring some of your personal uh, networking into your business life as well. Thanks, Fiona. PWN Global is a global network of people accelerating gender balance leadership in business and society through professional development and international cross-industry online and in-person networking. So how does a global network help you learn, connect, share and advance? Yeah, so the whole ethos of of PWN is all volunteers. So number one, the network couldn't exist without networking. (laughs) 
um, because as president of PWN Dublin, how I got involved was through networking. I was asked to speak an event. Um, I really liked the vibe, the feel. It was a wonderful group of people. I really loved the ethos. Um, and in terms of during COVID, uh, one of the big things we did is we had a big um, International Women's Day event uh, and that could not have existed without all of the networks working together. Um, so in the cold winter evenings, we literally plotted and planned over Zoom calls how we could um, encourage uh, really interesting speakers. And, and we held that event in 2021. And the global aspect is really interesting, and I've seen it here um, in Dublin and over COVID. So pre-COVID, all of our events would have been in uh, corporate partner offices in Dublin. One of the advantages of COVID when we moved online to Zoom, we were able to be a lot more inclusive. So people at home, whether they were in Tipperary or Donegal or our other sister networks in, in France and London, Istanbul, they everybody was able to join in um, on the, the calls. Um, and typically the networking has a couple of pillars. One is very much learning. So we, we will have some skills development modules so people log in or attend an event to learn. So it's something they want to learn, they want to develop. We also have a mentoring program, so which could not exist without networking. So for the last three years, this is our fourth year, we've had a group of volunteers who have offered their time to mentoring. And um, so we have 10 volunteers this year who have six people in each group. So for members, the networking and becoming part of a mentoring group is helping them um, develop in their career because they become part of a mentoring group. They bring whatever challenge, whatever goal they will learn from the mentor. They will also learn from each other. And we, we have a huge, diverse mixture, a lot of introverts, a lot of extroverts. But one of the things we focus on in the network is to make it very safe and very inclusive. So you don't get that feeling of walking in to the room that, you know, you, you see it as part of a community. Um, and, you know, that networking and the greatest joy I get is that over the last few years to see people that you, you remember joining the network and then you see their LinkedIn updates and they've been promoted. Um, and it's just wonderful. And the other thing is, as they're being promoted, as they're being part of the network, they always give back. So that piece about being mutually beneficial. So people might come back and be, if they were a mentee, become a mentor. If they have been at an event, they may then join a panel discussion. So it's it, it's very much like a system, Cathy, like give and take. And it's mutual benefit. Um, it does take a lot of work, but it brings a lot of joy, you know, and it's uh, I know personally, it definitely kept me going during COVID. Um, it was like um, having having a family, having an extended family. Um, so when you didn't want to empty the dishwasher, it was much better to jump on a, a Zoom call and and plot and plan some really good events and hear what was going on for, for everybody else. So. Um, and, and I suppose maybe I'm biased about networking, but there's definitely people who have became part of it that were very reluctant and very reticent and it's it's just really lovely to see how they've you know gone on that journey where they might have had a huge fear of networking and then went outside their comfort zone and um, have gained so much from it. Thanks Fiona and I think what you've illustrated there is actually how collaborating on a yeah. project is actually a quite powerful networking activity in itself actually mm -hmm. and you're actually you don't even realize you're networking just because you're participating in something maybe separate, some project. Um, and that's actually something we do a lot. Compliance Institute, we have working groups, um, who, you know, who have their own objectives and have their own um, uh, mission to deliver in terms of uh, content for our members. 
and that's not consciously networking but um you know it, it is a it is a form of collaborative um activity that that is that is networking um and it's also interesting how the pandemic has facilitated extending out you know i suppose one of the benefits or a, or a positive byproduct of the pandemic that has accelerated that so thanks for that fiona and just finally we're we're now at the end um of our discussion what are your key takeaways so what would your three top networking tips for our listeners today um, i would definitely say reallocate time so no matter how busy our diary is start getting into the habit of actually putting it in as a calendar you know what I mean? Uh, you know, put it, what is my networking time color coded? So reallocate your time. Less is more. So start off with what you can do because it, getting into that habit, making it happen. Second is give and take continually. So definitely operate of a, if I'm gaining, how can I give? And sometimes if you start out by giving, so without realizing you're maybe connecting someone else, or you're helping someone else and they reciprocate back. And the third thing is mind your mindset. So very much when you're feeling this is the last thing I want to do or reframe that thinking. How can it help me? You know, what are the opportunities I might come across? Um, you know, what are the benefits? So those three things, you know, reallocate your time, give and take continually and manage your mindset. Thanks, Fiona, for sharing your expertise on this topic. And I've really enjoyed our discussion and, and you've certainly given me added impetus um, to, to refresh and look at some of my own networking habits. And you know, we at Compliance Institute, we provide lots of opportunities for networking. So we, we have working groups that um, our members can join and contribute in, in concert with, with other members. Um, we organize networking events for members. So I hope for our listeners, we've we've given you some strategies there for making the most of those events. So I'm looking forward to seeing everybody at the at our upcoming uh, networking events throughout 2023. So thank you very much, Fiona, for giving your time today and sharing your expertise with us. Thanks to you, um, our listeners, for tuning into the Compliance Files podcast brought to you by the Compliance Institute in Ireland. I do hope that you found the podcast interesting and useful. We would be very grateful if you would review or rate this podcast. And until the next episode, goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Compliance Files. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you are listening to ensure you don't miss out on future episodes. 